our second podcast of the day. Here we've broken ground in two ways today. We've broadcast first time ever off campus, and we've done two in one day. It's, it is a podcasting record. How do you feel about that? I'm nervous. <laughs> so, uh, I'm Aaron Hodson. And I'm Matt O'Neill, and this is the Soybean Aphid Podcast, broadcasting for the second time on June 2nd. 2015. This will be podcast number six. Number five. Five. Sorry, number five. Mm-hmm. Um, and to my right, to our audience's left, is Jen White from the University of Kentucky. Hi, Jen. Hi. Hi, Matt. Hi, Erin. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Little known fact: um, Jen and I were in grad school together at the University of Minnesota in St. Paul, so I've known her for quite a while. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. more That's than a decade. Yeah. Oh well, we didn't need to say that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jen, you are—you um, have just completed my, um, organizing and moderating a <laughs> symposium here on endosymbionts and what, and the world. And, and the way they control insects. Yes, the, how they how they will microbes rule the world. Can you can you tell me a little bit what an endosymbiont is? Yeah. So it turns out bugs have bugs inside them. <laughs> bugs so, have bugs. Yeah. So it, when you talk about like I've got the flu bug or I've got these sorts of those are microbes that you're really talking about and and but insects have them too. Like like bacteria. Yep. Okay. Bacteria, viruses, fungus. I mostly work on bacteria, but. Because they're a little bit easier. So they're, they're bacteria that are inside insects. Right. Okay. Right. And, you, you know, I think you hear a lot more about this if you're just sort of out surfing the web anyway. Like there's, like, even people, too. You know, there's bacteria in your guts. That, and that's good for you. That, that, yeah, they okay. can be. They yeah. can be very good. And you need that as part of what's going on with you. Well, insects have it, too. Um, but one thing that's kind of different about the insect ones is some of them, they're not just in the gut. They're in other parts of the insect, and that's kind of like part of the insect and something that they inherit and from their moms, and they get these, and they go from one generation to the next generation to the next generation, and it becomes kind of part of the insect rather than being just something that they pick up and lives in their stomach. So do they, they need them to survive, or, they, or it just happens to be there? Some of them they need. And some of them, yeah, they could be okay without them. Okay. So the ones that they need are usually like insects, like aphids, that have a lot of different lifestyles. And some of those aphid <laughs> lifestyles—it <laughs> could be well, okay, okay. It's a choice, right? It's a choice. These are lifestyle choices. <laughs> lifestyle choices. Yeah. Well, aphids don't have a lot of lifestyle choices, right? They all eat phloem, right? They suck sap. That's not a choice. That's not That's a choice. True. That is, it's it's they ingrained. Gotta they gotta yeah. do it. That's the, everything about them does it, but. Phloem sucks. I mean, they, they, they don't have, there's a lot, not, a lot, not a lot of nutrients in there, That's right? True. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of poor diet. Yeah. And, the aphid, and the aphids actually need um, a bacteria in there to help them make enough of the right sorts of nutrients so they can actually survive on it. That's why they're able to use this, and a lot of other insects or critters can't because they have these special bacteria that uh, make the nutrition better because they're feeding on the phloem. So they absolutely need this particular bacteria in order to do what they do. Okay. But there's a lot of other bacteria that aren't quite so critical, but they do funky things. So they'll... Can you talk about the Wolbachia? Wolbachia, yeah. Sorry, that's Wolbachia. Because uh, uh, that was the topic of your party, what, half of the talk that you gave this morning? I, I talked, one and of the things I talked about was Wolbachia. Yeah, yep. and... Uh, 
I know it's a long story, and we okay. have a short amount of time. Okay. But can, is there a way you can condense that amazing story in uh, four, three minutes? Three minutes. Okay, so... All right, you get four minutes. All right, four minutes. All right, this is a challenge. So here's See what, what I can do. Here's what I took from that. Uh, so this Wolbachia um, is involved in sort of subspeciation, that it'll, se it'll uh, separate out populations by... by uh, Cytoplasmic incompatibility. Yeah. And that means. Okay. So, all right. Wolbachia is one of these other bacteria that are sometimes in insects that is not required. So the insect does fine without it. But the bacteria needs to live in a host. And furthermore, the bacteria get transmitted from one generation to the next in the egg. By sex. No, not no? sexually transmitted. That's the thing. If it was sexually That's, transmitted, it'd okay. be different. It means it's just vertically transmitted. It means it passed from mom oh, in the okay. cytoplasm okay. of the egg. Okay. So that means dad doesn't matter at all. It's um, mom that matters in terms well, of whether you have this bacteria or not. That's true in a lot of ways. In yeah. a lot of ways. And so... I think we get them uncomfortable with this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sorry. Feel yeah, sorry. So, so you've got the, this bacteria that gets passed along in the egg, and so it really only cares about female offspring because those female offspring are going to be able to pass it on to the next generation in the egg, and the males, they, it doesn't go anywhere. Okay. So they do things to promote the reproduction and passing along in females and sort of counteract reproduction and passing along in males because that's just going to be a dead end. And so the most complicated of these, the ones that you're asking me to talk about in three minutes, is the cytoplasmic incompatibility. But in that case, it's, it's sort of doing this in a backwards way that manages to like prevent infect, uninfected females from doing as well as infected females. And it's kind of a long and involved story yeah. of brutal sperm sabotage and rescue. And, and it, it's, it, it's I need, I need graphs, awesome. I need graphs <laughs> and images. There's a lot of hand motions and it's like, it's really cool, but I don't think I can do it when but, it's a podcast. But in, in, in the worst case scenario, a, uh, what, uh, a uninfected male cannot fertilize. An infected male cannot fertilize an uninfected female. So the bacteria, if it's in the male, it sabotages the sperm. And again, you know, that sucks for the sperm, it sucks for the male, it sucks for like the lineage of the nuclear yeah. stuff that's going along in there, but it's perfectly fine for the bacteria because it wasn't gonna go anywhere anyway. Right. Um, but the, it sabotages that and then if the, that same strain of bacteria is also in the female that gets fertilized by that sperm, they can rescue it. And so then everything's cool, everything's fine, and the infected female can go along and produce infected offspring because she's got bacteria. So this incompatibility leads to, uh, all things being equal, more members of the population being infected with the Wolbachia. Right, and so that allows the bacteria to sort of spread through the population because the infected ones are able to kind of keep reproducing and spreading, and the uninfected ones are not. And where this gets kind of cool and into the subspecies. Here comes the cavalry. So yes, okay. Where, where this becomes interesting is if you have a different bacteria in one insect than the other. So they each okay. have a, their own strain and are each doing the sabotage thing. They become completely incompatible with, with each other because neither one of them can rescue the other. Oh. And so that's what creates oh. the separation. Oh, okay. So that's called bi-directional incompatibility. So if you think about like the 35,000 view Foot view of your research. Uh -huh. You look at these symbionts that are, in your case, aphids, 
right? I do most of my work currently most is with aphids, aphids, although what I talked about this morning was not. Okay, and so you're looking at how those those symbionts are transmitted between species or within a species? Or I don't do a lot of I don't do a lot of that. So that's sort of an evolutionary, like okay. or a big, yeah, very big, very up, high up sort of picture. I'm more interested. You know, my background is very ecological. I'm interested in biocontrol. I'm interested in pest control. I'm interested in how whole organisms okay. interact with each other. And what I talked about this morning was that this idea that that could be driven by these bacteria that are inside there kind of blew my mind. I mean, it was like, wow, yeah. you could have a bacteria that's actually controlling what, this ha what happens with this. And so in aphids, there's things like there's bacteria that can protect its host against parasitism. Okay. And so that means that they're not gonna be able to be attacked by their natural enemies as well. Maybe they're not gonna be controlled as well if they have this bacteria as if they don't. Okay. So that's sort of where my research has gone. So I really okay. like to know, you know, not only what little things these can do, but whether it means anything, like whether that actually influences biological control in a natural system, okay. whether pest control or, uh, these sorts of things is where is sort of the big picture I, where I, I like want to go. I like thinking about it that way because it does have a practical application. Think about biocontrol and some of the pests that we all, especially our lab, you know, when it comes to aphids, could have big impacts. Yeah, and going forward, there's efforts, uh, renewed efforts, to uh, release novel parasitoids for uh, soybean aphid control. Right. right. And if I understand your work correctly, tell me if I have this right. It may not work, and part of the explanation for why it doesn't work is filthy, dirty bacteria. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it, you're you're mostly talking about soybean aphid, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. for I mean, that was my student Jason worked on soybean aphid uh -huh. with with in terms of bacterial symbionts, and so soybean aphid, most of them have this one called Arsenophonus, and. Jason's paper was like, oh, well, maybe arsenophonus is messing with parasitism in soybean aphid. He didn't, he checked like three species of wasps, uh -huh. and it didn't help an, against any of them. So in that case... Bullet dodged. Bullet dodged. But the thing is, you do have, you know, some evidence that some of these, it's real strain specific. So like a particular strain of bacteria and a particular wasp might... It might protect against one wasp okay. but not others. So, so going, there still might be more. Yeah. Going so forward. as long as the test aphids you're using have arsenophonus in it and you're testing them and these in renewed new biocontrol agents are uh -huh. being uh -huh. tested on those and they work, it should be fine. Okay. That would be my, that would be my take home on that. Uh -huh. So I don't think the dirty, filthy bacteria in soybean aphid will have a, um, an effect in that case. But you would want to check it. That's a good place to stop. Yeah. All right. I think it's a fascinating story. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. That wasn't so You're bad. Welcome. No, that wasn't, wasn't so bad, bad at all. No. You're a natural. You're a natural. fantastic. Yeah. Hey, look, if we hold on for a second more here, uh huh. you're going to get to the, uh, no? You won't hear the music right oh. now, but I'll put it in there. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> then you can hear it. Thank all you right. very much. Uh, maybe Thanks, I'll listen to it someday. Enjoy the rest of the <laughs> Or maybe not. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Only because I don't like to hear myself talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Chad. Thank you. Thanks. Till next time. Bye-bye.